You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? You are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast, and I am your host, Matt Labrie. Today, we are joined by an individual that has been moving mountains, and that's to say the least. I first heard of him because he was a standout star football player at Baylor University and later played for the Indianapolis Colts, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Washington Redskins of the National Football League. So, on today's episode, we are joined by Trent Shelton, a former NFL wide receiver that is now considered one of the most impactful speakers of this generation. He reaches over 50 million people weekly through his various social media outlets and also travels the world to speak his message of creating lasting change in your life. As Trent would say, it's rehab time, let's get it. But before we get it, I want to remind you of an amazing offer for all of the Decoding Success faithful that are tuned in right now. Audible and our show have teamed up to deliver all of you that are tuned in a free audiobook of your choice. Audible is a great tool to help you optimize your time, so I am so excited that this partnership is still rocking. Listen, all you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success to get a free audiobook of your choice. Literally any book you want for free, so make sure you check it out. And without further ado, let's hop into today's episode with my guy, Trent Shelton. Trent, thank you for being here, man. One thing I practice is gratitude, so I truly appreciate you taking out of the taking the time out of your day and adding value to everyone listening. So thank you, man. Thanks, Matt, for having me, uh, sharing your platform with me. It's an honor to be here, man. Of course, man. So let's hop right into it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm big on the no BS, no fluff type of guys. So the first question I always ask everyone I'm interviewing is, how do you define success? So Trent, I would love to know, how do you define it? My definition of success is you being who you were created to be and you fully being that. So that's my definition of it, man. Ooh, all right. Okay. That's, that's fire. I think that's the first time we, you know, we've heard that rendition of that, which I, I really do appreciate you sharing. Now, how do you feel like you stay on track to achieve success? Because let's be realistic as human beings, you know, we're going to get thrown off course every now and then. Yeah. So how do you find yourself getting back on course? Uh, I think it's just about living an intentional life. You know, um, we're all human beings. Like you said, there's times when I'm not intentional and times where I like to call living a, living a responsive, you know, responding to life and, not being intentional. So I try to do my best every single day, at least the night before is setting up my day to win, man. And uh, I think the more, the more I'm able to do that, the more I'm committed to doing that, it keeps me on track to, to be successful. And, and I realize too, you know, every day is not going to go like it's to go, but as long as you can say, I gave my best, you can always come back tomorrow and, uh, you know, keep progressing. Let me ask a question in regards to that. For someone that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. feel like they have their purpose or they, you know, they, they feel like maybe they're just going day by day and life's kind of controlling them, how do you break out of that, you know, that track? Well, it just depends on the person. You know, I'm a type of person that I use leverage a lot in my life. And one question I always ask myself, um, because one thing we're never going to avoid is death. And I say, you know, when I get to my last days, you know, um, one of my biggest fears is, not knowing that I truly live life. And I don't want to get to that day with regret. And so for me, um, it's about going from there and working backwards. And when it comes to purpose, I think purpose is something that a lot of us search for. And I feel like purpose isn't something that we necessarily to search for. Uh, purpose is something that we are. Um, you are purpose. Nobody's like you. Nobody's created like you. So I think a lot of times we see on the internet, you know, find your purpose and we're thinking that the world has it. 
you know, what the world has is, you know, validation of your life. And maybe it has, uh, you know, your customers or supporters. But when you truly realize that you're enough and you are purpose, you realize you can use your life in any avenue to make an impact. Yeah. And you just said something that really hits home with me. You just said you are enough. And that's something that I personally yeah. preach in my keynotes and on social media. It's like, cause you know, in, in all reality, like, especially for people, anyone that's listening, that's an entrepreneur, right? You know, you're going to have those self-deprecating thoughts and those days where you're in ruts and stuff like that, where you definitely question, you know, yourself. So always keeping in, in the front of your mind that you are enough is huge. And I really truly appreciate you sharing that right now. Now, I kind of want to switch gears just a little bit. So what I'm curious to know is, what do you feel is the top three traits that helped you achieve success, you know, in regards to getting to that professional level of, of sports? Man, number one, I know it seems so cliche, but just the belief, you know, belief in myself, uh, believe that I can do it. Because you got to realize, you know, a, a lot of times we, we live, you know, looking for other people to believe in us and we're human beings. So a lot of us want that. But I've realized that, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, it doesn't matter who believes in you or who doesn't believe in you. So with me being, I remember five years old, making up my mind, you know, at that moment that this is what I was going to do and be, you know, whatever work I had to put in, I was going to do and I believed I could do it. So one is belief. Two is, you know, you can either say commitment or consistency, uh, but you got to be consistent and and who you are and what you do and the work you put in, you got to show up regardless is what I like to say, because like you said earlier, you know, we're going to have our down moments. We're going to have our bad days, but I like to say inconvenience exposes commitment. You know, who you are when it's inconvenient will show you if you really care about that dream or that vision. And the third thing for me is faith. Um, and faith for me means believing the odds are beatable. Even when the odds say it's impossible, believe in something that's going to happen that, you know, might not even seem like it's going to happen. Believe a door is going to open that doesn't even exist. And so I've always lived in faith and I've always, always pictured myself in those moments. I like, I like to visualize myself, you know, when I was a kid, even in college and high school, visualizing myself in that NFL helmet, uh, scoring touchdowns, my celebration. And I just knew I had to close the gap between my reality and my vision and, uh, you know, hard work, dedication, having the championship mindset did that for me. I'm curious, how do you find yourself tapping into those actual, you know, those traits or those characteristics in regards to the belief and the faith and the consistency or commitment? Like, it's one thing to to talk about them, but like, how do you find yourself tapping in? Well, you know, for me, it's just, it's it's that same leverage that, I, that I've always used, you know, and uh, it's about, you know, not, you know, me having my college roommate commit suicide was a big for my life. Uh, me losing, of course, my grandparents and just people close to me. It made me realize that life isn't promise. I mean, 55 million people in my math is correct die every year, 150 every day. And so I knew I know that tomorrow isn't promised, that I'm on the clock is ticking. And I want to make sure that I'm my best me. I'm the greatest me. And I know the only way to become the greatest me is, you know, doing those things. And so it's about setting a routine every single day that you have to do whether you feel like it or not and uh, showing up regardless, you know, as I said earlier. And then with me having kids, you know, in a family and, you know, millions of people across the world supporting me, that's leverage because if I don't show up for myself, then there's no way I can show up for them. Yeah, I totally agree, man. That's beautiful. Now, I'm curious, you know, you just mentioned that, you know, as a five-year-old, you kind of instilled in your mind that, you know, you were going to make it then and there. So football was obviously a large part of your life. Now, yeah. how did you find yourself transitioning out of that stage? Like, how did you accept it? Because a lot of people, when they see the door closing, they try and keep it open for as long yeah. as possible, you know? Well, so. that, well, I definitely tried to keep the door open for sure. Uh, you know, 
as you said, you know, football, since I was five years old, was my life. That's all that I knew. I, I never worked a job, really. I mean, for longer than a week. And so football was my life. So when it was over, it's like, okay, well, what do I do? And to be honest, you know, with my story, not to go too in depth with it, it led to a depression. It led to a rock bottom. It led to me, you know, questioning myself every single day if I was even worth existing on this earth. And that rock bottom, though, changed my life. Um, I never wanted to be a speaker. I never wanted to do what I'm doing now. You know, it just happened to be, this is what I was called to do and created to do. And I always tell people that, you know, people always ask, like, how do I find my calling in life? Sometimes your calling is exactly what you don't want to do, but it's what your life, it's how your life can be used the most. And so in those moments, rehab time and speaking and writing was my therapy. And I just happened to share it with the world. And I started to realize like, wow, like a lot of people are going through this too. And more people start to ask for more videos and things like that. And that's when I realized like, hey, maybe, you know, there's a greater purpose than my life than football. But it took me walking into my fear, uh, speaking engagement in, five, in front of 5,000 kids to me, to, to make me really let go of holding on to the idea that football was what I was created to do in the rest of my life. And uh, I remember this like it was yesterday. I, I was supposed to go play arena football. I was hanging on still like that in 2011. And uh, spoke on, I spoke on the stage for five minutes, didn't want to do it, was kind of forced to do it uh, by a friend, challenged to do it, did it. Uh, and after I got off the stage, I called my coach and said, you know what, football is over because I knew in that moment, even though I didn't have anything set up, like it wasn't no following or nothing, I knew in that moment that this is what I was created to do and the rest is history. You know, you, you already touched on two things that I want to hop into, one being faith and one being like personal branding, speaking and stuff like that. But let's start with mm -hmm. faith. I'm curious to know how much faith has played, uh, you know, a role in your continued success story and how important you think faith is in regards to anyone's success. Man, faith is everything, man. I mean, I, I think, you know, whether we call it that or not, I mean, faith is every single day. None of us knows exactly what's going to happen. We can influence it. We can, you know, try to set ourselves up for you know, the best day ever, but none of us knows exactly how things are going to play out. So you have to live by faith. You know, you have to walk by, walk by faith. And, you know, as I just said in my story, like rehab time was built on faith. Like, you know, it wasn't no, oh, you play in the NFL. That's how your brand was built. No, like a lot of people didn't even know I played in the NFL. I was a bench warmer, to be honest with you. And I literally stepped away from what was paying my bills. I stepped away from my significance, my identity to walk into this unknown arena that I felt I wasn't qualified for. And, you know, I was broke, didn't have much, wasn't, I may have like maybe 10, 15 people watching videos at then at that moment. But I just knew that it was something bigger than what I even could imagine at that time. And I've always operated like that with rehab time, you know, by faith. And every single year, you know, God tends to show up more and more for me and what I do. And, uh, you know, I think it's everything to your life and to your business and to your dreams. Trent, now you, you mentioned rehab time a couple times. Do you mind explaining what that is for the people that may yes. not know right now? So rehab time is my organization, my nonprofit, and how it came about. It's a lot of people hear rehab and it's like, is that addiction? Is it, you know, recovery? And yes, it is. You know, it's for anybody that needs an area of their life they can rehab. And I always say, if we're being honest, we all have something that we can rehab, which means putting the strength back into a weakness. My mindset with the word rehab time came from kind of a football standpoint, like when you get hurt, you know, I remember my rehab days getting injured and, you know, the process sucks. And sometimes you come back too early and, you know, you get hurt again and just have to trust the process. And so I start saying, uh, like, how about I develop this rehab time throughout my whole entire life? And those words for me 
at the moment just meant me going to the gym, me reading books, me, you know, working on my mindset. And so it started from there. I never wanted it to be what it is today, but it was for myself. And now to see where it is today is totally incredible. Now you just mentioned reading books. You have any books that you recommend? Man, a lot. One purpose driven life. Uh, that's a book that always stands out to me. It really helped me with understanding purpose. Uh, another book I would have to say is anything from John Maxwell. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> anything from John Maxwell I love, uh, especially dealing with leadership. And uh, A Kingdom Man by Dr. Tony Evans is a great book. I mean, there's so many books out there I can, I can be on here all day, but uh, those are books <laughs> that, that stand out to me. Awesome. I appreciate that. Now, let me ask you, you, you know, you went from an athlete to someone that's enlightening and motivating and influencing and, and whatnot. Where did yep. you start in regards to branding yourself differently? Because a lot of people that listen to the show may want to make that transition and just honestly don't know where to start. Yeah. You, as far as like branding, like differently, like you mean, just like uh, as far as like just who I am like now, as far as like in the speaking world. Exactly. Yeah. So this was the thing, man, like when it comes to branding, <sighs> And this might not be, you know, valid for everybody listening. It just depends on what field you're in. But I feel like if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, an influencer, you know, we just call it that. I think understanding who you are, and I know people hear this all the time, but I really want people listening to like really dial into this, like understanding who you are as a person, because we live in a time where it's so easy to trade in your identity for popularity. It's so easy to be influenced. You see like somebody that's doing what you want to do. You say, oh, I have to be like that in order to get to where they're at. And that's not the case. Like, you got to find, you have to understand this. Your uniqueness is your greatest gift. And I battled that. You know, when I first started, I had people say, hey, you shouldn't, you know, you should wear a suit. You should go to, you know, talk like this. And I'm not telling you not to do these things. I'm not telling you to, you know, say this is my way and I'm not adapting because that's stupid, you know. But what I'm telling you is don't change who you are just to get something that you think that you want, you know. Be who you are. And when you build that brand, when you build the building, you know, people will come to you because there was times, man, I'll tell you right now, like I would try, you know, I would reach out to people, you know, I would want to speak and I would get rejected saying, you know, Trent, you're not professional enough. You know, I would go on stage and people would suggest, Trent, you should be more professional. And while I'm not a person that doesn't, of course, listen to people and, and advice, but I'm also a person that, you know, that I'm very cautious when it comes to just taking someone's advice as my truth. And that worked out best for me because my brand was built upon, you know, who I am as a person. Like what you see is what you get. I don't have to, you know, change, turn off on camera and be somebody else off camera. And it's worked for me and it's comfortable and I can sleep at night. So I would tell people watching this to understand who you are and don't be afraid to be that person, even if it goes against the grain, because you might be the person that people look for and you can change the landscape of the industry that you're in. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. I definitely appreciate your vulnerability in regards to actually letting people know like, hey, like I was reaching out to people and I, I didn't get that speaking engagement. Man, I, I just appreciate that straight up. Now, I always get asked the question in regards to my speaking engagements. How did I get on the speaker circuit? And yeah. I, I always tell people, listen, I started at my alma mater. So I'm curious, like if someone asks you, how, how can someone get themselves on that speaking circuit? What would you say? There you go, man. Uh, you said You said it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I tell people all the time, this is where I started from. So my whole thing was, this was my whole formula to like get in my, I said, wherever there's ears, like I want to spread my message. So I, no kid you not, like I would speak like even downtown sometimes, like on, not, not like with a microphone street corners, but like anywhere that 
people would listen, I would be there. So I went to elementary schools, which is a great place to start if you're trying to hone your skills as a speaker, because if you can entertain kids, it makes it a lot easier because kids are very hard and they're very real and they'll let you know if you're born or you're not connecting. So I would, I reached out to all my friends that I knew that were at schools. Um, I was willing to be embarrassed because sometimes people say, well, I'm too big for that. Never to be too big for certain things like that. I went to you know, my college and I, sp- I spoke for free for so many years, you know, and because my model was that I'll go here for free, but I believe in my message so much and I know that I can make an impact that somebody in this audience will want to bring me in to speak at their event. And that's how I started, man. I just built it from the ground up like that. No, I appreciate you sharing that, man, because a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're in their bag, right? They, they want that check to speak. And I appreciate you sharing you did it for free because I've done the same, you know, and there's still times I'll do, I'll do it for free just because, you know, that's what fulfills me in life. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, I always ask these two questions to end any interview. The first one being, what was a piece of advice that you've received in life that you didn't necessarily want to hear? but it proved to be true over time. And if you need an example, I got plenty. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm trying to think, though, of some advice that I've heard. I'm sure it's, it's so many uh, that proved to be true over time. I would have to say, and this thing sounds so cliche with my messages, but it's true, that you don't have to be something that you're not in order to get something that you want. And you'll realize that if you do, then probably what you want is something that you don't need. And I never understood that. Um, that message would echo from my father and from my grandmother. And I never understood that until, you know, until maybe like the last, you know, 10 years of my life, because there was, I was like, nah, you have to trade in your identity. You have to fit the mold. You have to be like who you see. Um, you have to live a certain lifestyle in order to be successful. You have to have a certain car. And I was trying to fit in when I was born to stand out. And I think that's the message that my grandma, my, my father and my mother, everybody around me was trying to get through to me. And it didn't really hit until I really started rehab time. Yeah, no, I love that. Now, let me let me ask, you know, this is kind of off, not necessarily off topic, but definitely mm-hmm. off my plan. But like, how do you feel that, how do you get out of, you know, breaking, breaking the chains in regards to trying to fit in with society and, you know, you know, wanting those Maseratis and the Ferraris and the Rolexes and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's my forward thinking, man. Like I, I went back to this three times in this interview, but it's just so real for me. It's my forward thinking and asking myself, like, what's gonna really matter? You know, like when I tap out on this life, you know, what's gonna really matter? Is the car gonna matter? You know, and, and it's me being around people who have passed away and people who have been sick. You know, people close to me and nobody. They don't care about those things. They don't care about Instagram followers and. And, uh, you know, how many likes you get or what kind of car you drive. You can't take none of that with you. And so for me, it's about and, and it's hard because we're influenced every day with these things. Like, I'll be honest, like it's times where I'm like, oh, maybe I should get this or I should get that. Then I ask myself, why do I want that? And if my answer is I want it because it's to impress other people or anything outside of myself, I don't do it. Right. If I want something, it's because I want it for me. And um that that always humbles me and brings me back down and realize like at the end of this this life what what are you gonna leave here and i think it's love and memories and impact and so i focus on that no i get it man i get it i'm all about legacy so i love that now one last question i, I, I want to be respectful of your time mm-hmm. if an individual came up to you right now and this individual is you know success driven if you can only give them one piece of advice in under one minute what would this advice be Individual came up to me and success driven in one minute. What would I tell him? I would tell that individual to always live by faith. You know, numbers 
aren't always the truth. And so don't base your life and success based upon numbers, but base your success off the of impact. You know, don't base your success off of popularity and how many people follow you, but base your success off the of impact. Because at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you are number one in this area. It doesn't matter if you were the greatest, whatever, the most talented. And of course, we all would love to have those things. But what matters is how many lives did you touch by your work? How many lives did you touch by your gifts, by your talents? And so focus on impact every single day. And I promise you, impact will lead you to a destination. Not only will it be successful, but you'll have a lot of peace because there's no, there's no worse success then get into a place where you have everything and realize that you still have nothing. I agree. That was big. That's big right there. Now, Trent, where can people find you on social media to stay in touch with you? Uh, at Trent Shelton, any of the social sites, just put in my name, I'll pop up. Uh, TrentShelton.com is uh, my website. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome, Trent. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be here and provide some value. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. Great interview, man. Wow, that episode was fire. Trent, my boy Trent, really brought some fire on that one. And listen, you know, everything is going to resonate with people differently. Every single episode I have done thus far has been meaningful to me because I get to amplify someone else's message, which in return helps the people that listen to it, right? That's killing two birds with one stone, in my opinion. And actually, it's not even killing the birds. It's actually setting two more birds free. And... You know, this episode right here, it hit home for me. This one really, really hit home. Trent talked a lot of thi a lot about things that I'm currently going through or I've been through. And just the message in general was really something that I needed to hear. And even editing it and re-recording these intros and outros and piecing everything together, I was just like, damn, like this was this was some good stuff, you know? And it's definitely something that we can all learn from. Trent literally puts out absolutely amazing content across his social media. I highly suggest you connect with him. Listen, go to his website, and on top of it, not only does he have a mastermind, but Trent actually has a book coming out as well. And listen, this guy's moving mountains. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say that. This guy is legit doing the damn thing. You know, and a couple things that stood out to me, you know, purpose isn't something that you search for, it's something that you are. Number one, right there. That is huge. That is so huge. Number two, inconvenience exposes commitment. I love that, man. His book recommendations, everything else he talked about, it really hits home. And listen, share this with someone. Do them the favor. You know how much value is jam-packed in this episode? Do them that favor. Let them get exposed to the greatness that is taking place here on the Decoding Success Podcast. Share it with someone, whether it's your friend, your family, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your grandchild, whomever. This is great stuff right here. Trent, shout out to you, man, for hopping on here and you know providing all of this value. We truly do appreciate it. Listen, if you haven't yet, rate the show. We need that. We need that. That, that street rep. Give us that street rep. It helps us get individuals like Trent back on here. So again, thank you for tuning into the Decoding Success Podcast. Until next time, be blessed. Peace.